on this fourth Sunday of Advent, we look forward to celebrate, amen, and rejoicing in the birth and remembrance of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, stepping into time, clothing himself in flesh to be born of the Virgin Mary. So on this Sunday, we want to welcome you and encourage you to join and worship us here in this space. We want to welcome you with a little something like this.
where we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Next Sunday. Seems like the months went by really fast, but they didn't. We lived them each and every day. <laughs> Prayer. Father, we come thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you, Lord. You are the one that is in control of everything, Father. And nothing catches you by Father, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for mercy and grace. We thank you for truth. Father, we thank you for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, your one and only Son, the only begotten Heavenly Father, that you sent here to die on the cross for all time, Heavenly Father. Father, we thank you for doing the season, Heavenly Father, as we are celebrating, Heavenly Father, with family and friends, Lord. Let us not forget, Heavenly Father, the reason for the season, Heavenly Father. Father Always keep and bear in mind, Heavenly Father, that you are the reason for this season, Heavenly Father. Father, bless families, Lord, that are traveling, or that we are traveling. Please keep them traveling, Heavenly Father. Father, right now we're asking you to help us to forget about our sins and concentrate on you and let us worship you. We invite everyone that have come this morning to worship with us. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you and glorify you. Father, Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Reading will come from the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 1. If you're able to stand on God's word, you may use it. The Gospel according to Matthew chapter 1. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. We're going to start at verse 18. So, Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse 18. This is how Jesus Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man. Now to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he did, the angel of the here to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. I have a son, and you name him Jesus. 
He would save his people from their All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his pocket. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary and his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. Joseph named him Jesus. Amen.
as you serve an all-time God. Let us turn to this all-time God, another word of prayer. Mighty God, we just thank you for you stepping into time at the right time that we might know you and know what eternal life looks like. We know what peace looks like. God, all by yourself. Lord, prepare our hearts and minds to hear a word from you, uh, that we'll continue to walk in obedience according to your will, and may you be glorified and you be magnified by what is said and what is done. Help us, God, that we see Jesus and have your word hidden in our heart, that we might not sin against you, Lord, we pray. Amen. This Advent Sunday, uh, we look in anticipation, joy, the celebration, and the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, we are truly blessed that God loves us in such a way that he sent himself so that we might be saved. And I want to encourage us to know the story so that we can tell the story. Oftentimes in life that if you don't know your history, somebody will tell you the story too. Then if you don't like how the story is told, they can write you out and retell the story. Sometimes we understand that people will tell you how to see the story and we know sometimes we don't see things the same way. And when you know the story for yourself, when you know where you've come better see where you're going. I want to highlight in our text today, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. But prior to this verse, we see the theology that leads up to the birth of Jesus. Matter of fact, uh, summary comes in verse 17 when it's uh, of include 14 generations from Abraham to David. 14 from David to the Babylonian exile, and 14 from the Babylonian exile to the Messiah. Uh, if you are a math age, you probably put those numbers up there and found that's 32 generations. It's pointing down that everything was pointing to this moment in time when Jesus was born. But also, in these special stands out. Oftentimes, when you look in Genesis and Exodus, the genealogy, you see a lot of men being mentioned. So say, he begat, he begat, he begat, he begat, he begat. And, and has the father to the son, father to the son, father to the son. But in this genealogy, I highlight four women that were specifically mentioned to show that you got to know your story to know your history. These five women, be, I'm sorry, these four women, all part of the genealogy of Jesus. We find Tamar, who had a child of Judah, who is a child of Jacob. This you find in verse 3 of Matthew. But if you go back in Genesis, you'll find that it was a scandalous situation. But then we find in verse 5 of that same first chapter of Matthew, Father Boaz had a our mother was Rahab. Rahab was married to Simon, 
and, and you might know the name Boaz, but we'll get to Boaz in a moment, but Rahab came from a scandalous situation. But then Boaz was a father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. And if you don't know anything about Ruth, you know that she was not a Jew. Somebody got in the bloodline. It was outside of the line. And then we find how Ruth has her own book named after her because of her faith. We know they had her faith in Yahoo was not a Jew. Matter of fact, she was from Jericho. She got out the walls when the walls came tumbling down. You don't hear me? And then we find how Boaz is insignificant. The mother of Obed. Obed is the father of Jesse, who is the father of David. But David is not excluded because it mentions Solomon's mother. You don't know Solomon's mother. That's Bathsheba. Bathsheba looks so good that David lost his mind. Y'all don't hear me? And we see here these women are significant in the lineage to show that your past should not be something you be ashamed of. You think about it, they, these people say, I'm going to talk about your mama. They talk about my mama because, because mama, I'm here. <laughs> Somebody, no, I, I love my mama. You may know my mama like I know. You can say what you want, but I know the truth. My mama here. See, when you know your story, people try to write you out, but you can tell the story correctly. That's why we got the opportunity to tell everybody who you are and show them who you are, how you are. And so he is that all the way from David, uh, these generations are being counted that come to Jesus. And we find Mary mentioned who gave birth to Jesus, who is called the Messiah. You need to know where you have been to know where you are going. The Sankofa bird has been adopted as a symbol of what African studies have used to show how we ought to go back to the past and bring forward which is useful. The Sankofa bird, the bird sometimes shown with the feet planted forward and the neck turned back with the head often with the ape and the mouth saying that you take what is useful to bring it forward. Can't move forward without remembering the past. And in order for us to move forward, we got to know our history. When we learn our history, we learn and tell our story the right way. Full story. If you not tell your story, then you're allowing someone else to tell you. And if you, they don't like it, they won't, you won't like the way they tell you the story. God intentionally expresses Mark, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba in the this diverse experience they had of betrayal, tragedy, and victory. These women have experienced shows us how even in our own family lineage, we got stories of triumph, stories of tragedy, and stories of victory. But now when we look in this, we can also see that if he did it for them, he'll do it for me. We look at our history and see where we've come from. We know that we are than And when we look at where Jesus came from, we help to understand the reason for the season. Christmas is about the birth of Jesus, the incarnation of the Son. We talk about the incarnation of God flesh. What I want to highlight here is that God always existed, but he came for us to see 
them, to touch them, and to behold him through this miraculous birth of Mary. That's why 18th chapter, I'm sorry, 18th verse of Matthew, first chapter, says this way. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Here, I want to highlight is that Mary was And what I highlight again is that God chooses wisely. God, in his infinite wisdom, chose Mary to be the mother of Jesus. And then God choosing Mary also chose Joseph to be his earthly father of Jesus. And then we see why Joseph is significant and Joseph is important because Joseph is the lineage of David. has already been that the lineage of David, the one that sits on the throne. God in his infinite wisdom does not choose wrong. What I want to highlight here is if God can choose this lineage with must back to be glorious no matter what you've done, no matter what you've been through, don't think that God cannot use you. If He can use those who've been left behind, those who've been, been mistreated, oppressed, and abused, and He can use them to be victorious, can He not use you? We live in a time now that people want to know why am I allowed? What's my reason? Well, if you can use anything, understand that if I can be used by who is great, who is merciful, who is loving, who is kind, who is caring, who is merciful, who is gracious, then I will surrender myself to him. Here we see in this text that God can use a whole people coming from diverse backgrounds and can use them for good. But it does not mean that your life will not be with conflict. It will not be with adversity. Matter of fact, look at how Jesus was born. Jesus got married. How is she going to be pregnant <laughs> when I'm about to marry her? You see, God knows exactly what you're dealing with, what you're going through, because what he did. He said, he sent a messenger to Joseph. This is pretext. This is pre-Joseph. God understands the goal and the purpose of communication. He was sending people out and oh, I need to get a message through. And I need someone to understand how we ought to make it to the situation. The text is clear about the miracle that before they were married, uh, a very aversion to the power of Jesus is praying. Uh, he is used by God to be the vessel for the incarnation of Jesus. Joseph is being used by God to help define Jesus as the Messiah, the chosen. The one that comes through the throne and the lineage of David. Joseph now is chosen by God is trying to deal with how I deal with this situation. Because I chose her because she was virtuous. Now it seems like something scandalous has happened in the situation. And God knows what he was thinking, stepped in at the right time. Y'all still with me? Verse 19. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered it, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. 
Joseph, being said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. She will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Can I highlight here how God chose Joseph? And the text writer lets us know that Joseph was a right man. And God, Susan Joseph, he told someone that would be able to handle the situation. I'm going to encourage you to let you know that God will not put you in a situation you're unable to God knows what you can do, though it may be heavy. Though you wish it was not on God will help. Am I helping somebody today? We don't ask for the hard stuff in life, but they come. But knowing that they come, if we know that we can trust in him, he was the strength and the ability to stand and overcome whatever comes. That's why we can say, no one against me shall pry. When we understand that God knows exactly what we're dealing with, that's why Jesus teaches how to pray in Matthew 6. He says, the Lord already knows. But just come to him anyway and pray. This this a relief comes and Lord, I'm gonna tell you all about my troubles. I'm gonna tell you all about my problems. I'm gonna tell you how I have to give up and give in. Here it is, Joseph having some marital issues in his house. Hey, sometimes yeah, everything not going the way you want to go. You might say, Lord, let me turn to you and say, What shall I do? And notice here, God, don't give up, don't give in. But also here, being a righteous man, Joseph did not make a big deal out of the situation. Am I talking about? Sometimes in life, we want to blow somebody up. We want to put them out on front street. We want to blast them, dance them in the DMs on social media. We want to show them and talk about them instead of trying to find out maybe I need to talk to them privately. And I need to find out what is going on. Maybe I don't have all the information. Maybe I need to investigate. Fine. If I know all the answers, do I know all the, uh, the, the the perceptions and the views to make sure I got the right decision? Here it is. Joseph part of the information. Yes, she was pregnant. But you don't have the full story. Uh, she is not just, just pregnant. She is pregnant in power of the Holy Spirit. To give birth to the Son of God. And Joseph, you got a part in it too because the father is a child. So, so this is not going to be Joseph This is not Jumba, but this is going to be Jesus. The Lord said, the Lord wants you to know you got a kid on the way, and I'm entrusting you to raise up this child. Y'all don't hear me here. God has said, I'm choosing you, Joseph. I'm choosing you, Mary. With your background, with your history, and what you're going through, raise my child. Oh, glory be to God. When you think about the Responsibility pressed upon them. No one is younger than love. <laughs> Going to get married. Next thing they know, pregnant with power of the Son of God who can't die that will not live. But Joseph, being a righteous man, can fully understand what he ought to do. God's instructions to him were, were concrete and, and succinct. And make him understand what he must do. I want to highlight and pick up again. We talked about the lineage. No, 
how the angel calls Y'all notice he didn't talk about his direct daddy. He's talking about the daddy. <laughs> the one of his lips, the, the root of Jesse, the, the throne that has no end. Joseph, son of David. I'm recognizing your Recognize your background. Recognizing that you are specifically chosen because of who you are. Wife, raise the child and name him Jesus. It's amazing when you think about what Joseph had to go through, and that he was willing to. He changed his mind. He was considered to divorce her to secretly so too because probably he would not publicly embarrass her. That no one would shame her and make. Abandoned, but she might be able to find somebody else to be her daddy and won't know, know the difference. But Joseph ain't gonna be me. But God let her know that I needed to be you, Joseph, son of David. I give you this information. The baby's name will be Jesus. When you understand that we know the story, we can tell the story. God knows our plan. He knows why he's working, and look what happens then as he decides this. As he considers this, the Lord Joseph, son of David, the Lord, take Mary, for the father of was conceived by the Holy Spirit. She will have a but in the name of Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. What's the message? Look, the virgin will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. What does it mean for God to be with us? What does it mean that this prophecy is being fulfilled? Again, God is telling us the story. The story here, this is nothing new. This is new to you, but I've been working on this. <laughs> so, so I'm talking from not just for 42 generations, but from creation. I've been working on this. In fact, we look in Genesis 49, verse 10, it says, The Savior will not depart from Judah, nor the rule staff from his descendants, until the coming of the one to whom it belongs, the one whom all nations belong. He's talking about Jesus. Highlight again Isaiah 7 14, which says that the Lord will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel. Think about what it means for God to be with us. There's no story. Well, you know how God's story is told. If you go over and watch movies, you read any kind of it's very rare you see the story of a God walking amongst the people. And when they walk amongst the people, they treat the people with dignity and respect. Or they're willing to for the people. All the time, the God's like, oh, you do it. I'm not going to die for you. Let me get up here. Right? It, it was God himself that showed us what God will do to die for his people. You look at all the 
son of God always high and exalted above the people, not with the people. But God sent Jesus to be the son of Carmen, the son of Joseph, the son of Mary. They look down upon him. They even say, can anything good come from Nazareth? But God's plan was established. When you look again in Genesis 3, Verse 15 says, and I will cause hostility between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. And he will strike his head and you will strike his heel. Again, I've been working on this plan. We've got to know the story. See, when he said in Genesis 3, after he's talking to the serpent, which represents the devil, the enemy, the antagonist, the one that's coming against God, saying, you will always have enmity against the seed of the woman. And that's why he has another son. She said, I come, but it wasn't the son. They were waiting for the one to come. Everybody expected to have a child was saying, maybe I'll be the child that's going to have victory in this. But they were waiting until they came all the way down through Joseph and Mary. Now, this was the one. The God brought forth the two generations. Down from the day line to legally jail uh, and the throne, God's plan for our salvation was constantly in work until it came to fruition in the birth of Jesus. That we shall call him Emmanuel. God with us. Knowing that with God being with us, who can be against us? Knowing God will never leave us nor forsake us. And so when you know the story, look again at those women. Look again at them. Not all of them are righteous. Not all of them did right. Matter of fact, you go ahead and look at the King David and see King Ahaz. Ahaz is a wicked king. But Hezekiah did all right. <laughs> you can see that they loved and they had their dads. Let's not be ashamed of our story. We have some people feeling that they don't want to go through and tell the full story because they want to talk about it way or another. As we often know, we are the people that don't want to talk about history because they feel you feel ashamed of making you feel guilty. You don't need to be ashamed of the story when you know your story right away. When you know where you come from, you know what you have done, you know what you have seen, you know where you come from. That's why we can share with everybody. I'm proud to be a Christian because I know my story. I was a sinner, deep and dark and painful, but I called and he saved me. And when he saved me, I realized that my life is no longer going down this direction. But now I'm around and live. Here it is that God steps in at the right time when we need him the most. Joseph was about to change his mind and it's all over. God stepped in and said, hold on, Joseph. Everything's going to be all right. I'm sure there's some times in our lives that we're about to give up because we don't know the true story. We know where we've been. We know where we are, but sometimes we don't know how far we've come. I'm encouraged sometimes we got to look back and see how far you've come. Sometimes you gotta how I used to live. I've been changed, I've been born again. I'm encouraged to understand that when you know the story, you're not a shadow of the story. You can let everybody know, yeah, I, I did some bad things. That's my past. I'm glad that presently I know Jesus. And in my future, I know I will see him again. But when we get caught up, we allow, we allow our 
sins of our past to weigh us down you can find out that Lord set me because I because of his mercy because of his grace don't let the enemy make you feel the same or past because that's what he wants you to stay in the past Shopping and that's how to get gifts for people. You got gifts received. You know that some people want to turn back. You turn back, but they don't like. Like this gift is not the right, not the right side, or this is not the right one. Or it don't work. We got to take it back. Here I'm gonna understand that God gives to you. You don't need no receipt. You don't need to return it back because God, what I give you is gonna be good enough. My grace is more than enough. My love never fails. My mercy is everlasting. So when we understand that God has given us this gift of Jesus, we got to know the story. So next time someone comes by and asks you, why do you spread Christmas story? Tell them that God saw that we were messed up for the Lord, but he sent Jesus to clean us up. <laughs> my past is messed up. My past is But he washed me and made me wider. I, I have sinned. I have fallen short of the glory of God. And his grace and his mercy has brought me home. So I thank God that I can look at the lineage of David and, and see that he got some checkers in his past. And I, check past. I got some skeletons still in my claw. Y'all don't know me. I want to understand. I'm saved by the grace of God. I'm encouraging that. No, I don't walk around like I got it all together. I still need his grace. Every I need his grace. We can humble ourselves before him and realize, Lord, I need you to guide me. I need you to help me out there. And there's going to be some time it's going to be just everything is right, but we're going to think everything is wrong. Nothing wrong. But Joseph thought everything was wrong. But we can't see what God can see. But when God opened up our eyes, that we might see more clearly the hope of the Lord, God can open that we might understand how big and how wide, how great his love is. When God can speak truth into our lives and let you know everything's going to be all right. And there's power in names. Look what he said. His name will be Jesus. Y'all know what the name Jesus means? It means the Lord. It is a declaration and it's important to let you know that this will be done. Jesus is the Greek name for the Hebrew name. The Lord says. And here it is that these names come home brought victory in the word Bible. You can understand that Jesus is a common name. But yet you find out there's nobody else like Jesus of Nazareth. You know that what they said? Don't get to believe that other Jesus, but the Jesus of Nazareth. But then we find that Jesus gets elevated because he, is, he has the name above all names. I want to highlight that name is not Jesus. It's the name that Joseph gave him. Name that God has given him, and the name that God has given on every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that He is Lord, and that Jesus, that He is Lord, He is exalted, He is lifted up, He is the He is the Lord, Lord, He is the host of hosts, He's now by Himself. 
When we call on Jesus, we call on the King that can speak life to our life. We call on Jesus. He takes what is not bringing it to be what is. When we call on Jesus. We find out what everything is possible for Him. We call on Jesus. But we got another story. He's come from difficulty, tragedy that he might have found. And when we know that that life can be just like mine, that I have some issues in my life, I have some tragedies in my life, some backgrounds that I don't like to talk about, but yet I can look how God brought me, how he rescued me, how he delivered me, how he called me his own. And here's the beautiful thing. God is not done with us yet. For he who has begun a good work from feet of the cup of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So know that God is still writing your story. So you keep on researching, learning more, so that you can know where you've been and look to see where you're coming. That is perfect. Father, thank you for how you showed us how great you are. Thank you, Lord, for showing us that no matter where we've gone or where we've been through, that it can't stop you from moving in our lives. It cannot limit you from putting us where you want us to. And so we thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. Lord, someone does not know you, Lord, thinking that they're not worthy of your love, Lord, that they heard today, Lord, that there's nothing that can separate you from loving on them. There's nothing that can stop you from putting them where they ought to be. Thank you, Lord, that there's nothing that can face you cannot give us the strength to overcome. So we thank you, Lord, that with you all things are possible. So, Father, I pray that they can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins. And receive you as a personal Lord and Savior. And that they will understand that Jesus is the reason for the season. And that, Father, I pray that you guide them and direct to a Bible-believing, preaching church. And be able to grow and be disciples and be the awesome God of God all today. In Jesus Christ, so we pray. Amen. Amen. Encourage if you as you right online or reach out to us to uh, design that place so we can help you find here the church in your area to help us out and help you to grow. Amen. Those who are here, amen. You're welcome to stick out and connect. We can continue to fellowship to help disciple you too. Looking for a church home. And if you want to worship praying God his tithes, our offer. We can uh, give also online. Our web, you can go to our website, www.zionbc.com, and you can give through there. Also, uh, those of you can give text to give as well. Let us pray uh, as we prepare to give God his tithes and all My God, we're grateful uh, for you bless us and increase us, and we feel that we're only belongs to you. Bless those who to give you so that you see what has given to the community to share the clothes, be the evangelize to the lost. In Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Father, instructs us to be us.
was able to give. As we prepare to conclude our morning time of worship, uh, we provide refreshments for those who are pressed. Amen. To join us um, uh, to worship and to a blessing for that. Amen. As we celebrate this uh, Advent Sunday. Amen. Amen. Let me rise and prepare for the benediction. Of our bodies, thank you for the hands prepared. Now, bless us, Lord, to lead this place up in your presence with this sweet and holy spirit. Somebody tell them Jesus loves me, and so do I. 